everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are talking about sex in the city. And we are almost finished season four, which is wild and crazy. We're doing today Sex in the City season four, episodes 13, 14, and 15. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hello. And we have a special guest. This is so exciting. <laughs> Hallmarkies podcast co host extraordinaire and host. <laughs> of all of her own amazing podcasts and everything else she's doing. We have Brie here with us. Hello. Thank you, you two, for letting me be here today with you. (laughs) We're so excited. Thank you so much. I know how busy you are. So I'm amazed that you found time to watch three episodes. I can talk sex in the city (laughs) all day. So I'm excited. Yeah. So if, have you been a, a fan of the show for, uh, for a while? I mean, see, I watched it. Yeah. Like I watched it for the first time last year, I think. Okay. And it was one of like, I'm a terrible show watcher y'all. Like I've been watching like the twilight zone for like five years now. And there's only <laughs> like how many seasons, but this is the first show that I like could not stop watching and before I knew it I was like six seasons and it's over <laughs> yeah I love it <laughs> so Brie, we yeah. gotta ask which of the girls are you I knew y'all were gonna ask me this and I <laughs> thought about this long and hard yesterday I think there's a little bit of each one of them in me like it's mm-hmm. so hard to pick so and they're so different so it's yeah. nice to have the collection of all of that yes yes mm-hmm. yes yes yeah, I mean, we decided that Jax is Carrie and I'm Charlotte. Okay. So that leaves Samantha and Miranda. <laughs> Honestly, I think Samantha and Miranda are, are like my two faves. So I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if people don't know, I mean, they should listen to our monthly romance reading and re- recaps that we do. But, um, but tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you do. Uh, so I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast with my friend, Aaron. And really here in the States, if you think category romance, you're talking of Harlequin. So we just have a romance novel part podcast where we're like talking about books all the time. I <laughs> and love it's it. So much fun. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, let's start with episode 13, season four, episode 13, The Good Fight. Overall, uh, Jax, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, so I started to, like Brie was saying how she was like, are these the breakup episodes? I started to get nervous watching this one thinking what's going to happen. And, you know, what I do love about these is, one, the absence of Big, um, who I do like, but I don't need any of that tomfoolery when we're dealing with Carrie being in a relationship. And I do think that the girls are having fun together, despite the fact that they all are having a lot of um, pretty serious life things going on um, in each of their own scenarios. I do think that when they get together, we're still having a lot of fun with the core four. So I thought it was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I wondered is why didn't they just move the boxes into the empty apartment? <laughs> because <laughs> they weren't working on the floors. It, so why didn't they just 
He <laughs> needed quick access. Quick access, Rachel. He needed he needed it right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, it's technically his apartment at this point, right? He owns it. Yeah, he he buys like hers and the one next door, yeah. right? So yeah. he technically could continue on with the renovation if he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Right. But but anyway, Bree, what did you overall think of this one? For me personally, I think season four is my favorite season. Yeah. I think it's the season where we really get to see the core four navigate like friendship and like life stuff as women in their thirties and the guy characters start to feel more real and like people rather than just like extensions of whatever point they're trying to make. Like we've seen in previous seasons. Um, yeah, third, the, this third, the, that episode, the first episode, um, was really tough. Like Charlotte, my heart goes out to Charlotte, but I also get Trey's perspective. So yeah, these three episodes that we have are really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I'm excited to hear what y'all, y'all think about them. Yeah. What do we, I mean, maybe I'm the one that should answer this because I'm the only single one of this group, but the secret single behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I mean, I think we all have that. I think that I was like, okay, Carrie, your secret single behavior is standing up and eating saltines with grape jelly on them in the kitchen. Mine is a lot more disgusting and I won't even tell <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just a gross, I'm a, I'm a gross trash human when I'm alone. Sorry. But- it reminded her eating the grape jelly. It reminded me of, um, there's an old gag where it, it's the, they're starting on the diet where, you know, it's just, they start out. Out, like eating one bowl of brand cereal and, and and then for lunch like a piece of cooked chicken and, and then by the end they're eating cheesecake out of the fridge <laughs> just like evolved evolves when you starve yourself you end up eating cheesecake out of the fridge yeah <laughs> it never goes well everything in moderation you can't just take it all out yeah, yeah. So, I mean I don't know I'm a pretty open book so I don't think I really have that much secret single behavior but I also thankfully live alone if I had to live with somebody then those behaviors would probably become more apparent I can tell you one thing is that I hate doing my laundry and so it just piles up this huge both the in and out pile the clean and dirty pile yeah. it's bad <laughs> and I, i'm just digging through it you know because like nobody's here no one sees it who cares um so i guess that's one of my uh secret single behaviors i feel like that's one of my secret singles and i'm married but like <laughs> i will do laundry and fold it like I have a basket right now of folded clothes that will probably sit there for another week. I just don't like putting them away. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like that. Um, You guys are gross. Like, this is fine. (laughs) I'm like, wow, you guys, I feel just. (laughs) Well, I mean, I also do have my piles, which is bad. But, uh, but again, I don't live with anybody else. So who cares? Nobody else sees my piles. I don't know. I, I feel like I did, I don't really do anything different. Not like a hoarder now but... <laughs> than I did before. Like, 
if I just kind of, if I'm drinking a Coke and I burp really loudly, my husband just like, whatever. (laughs) right? Like I can't help it. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's how, you know, you have relationship goals. That's the, that's the dream, right? (laughs) Like, sorry. (laughs) But I, I do think this, these episodes where Kate, Carrie and Aiden lived together, I feel like, do y'all have y'all felt like this is the most, some of the most realness that we've gotten mm-hmm. with Carrie. Cause like, she is annoyed and she's like, shut up, just shut up. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's, she's frustrated. <laughs> well, and also, so Samantha claims she doesn't have any secret single behavior that she can do anything in front of men. I call shenanigans on that. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that she wouldn't do in front of men. Like have that, feelings. Like have feelings. <laughs> cry yeah you're right exactly um so charlotte and trey yeah are really struggling their their apartment is cluttered with emotional stuff she has emotional piles and uh and uh so trey's trying to kind of lighten the mood he gets her producer tickets which at the time was like the big thing on broadway i mean and i would be that would win me that would win serious points for me (laughs) You just like you don't have a baby fine just write me all the broadway shows yeah. that my heart could desire you got me tickets for hamilton that's great we're good but for charlotte york no, no. <laughs> jaded new yorker <laughs> uh, but uh, uh we also learn that samantha speaks german that was right. kind of funny <laughs> yeah uh and yeah, and so she is getting more and more attached to Richard, uh, but he is not invested in the relationship. I mean, he enjoys it, but he's not, it's not a relationship to him. And he thinks that's what she wants, which is in fairness to him, that's what she said she wants. So yeah. a little bit tricky. Uh, I don't know, Brie, what do you think of Richard? Richard kind of feels like holding a mirror up to Samantha. Yeah. like he he's exactly what she should want right like she doesn't want any attachments and feelings but for the first time she's like really experiencing that and then he has that scene when she comes out of the bathroom and he's like you'll never change and it's like but she did change but I, i don't know it's he feels very reflective of the samantha that we've come to know and love up to this point yeah. It's like she met her match. Well, I think that we know that she's changed, but she hasn't told him that. And like yeah. their interactions, like we see a side of her because we see her with the, with the, with the three uh, girls, three other girls, he doesn't see that. So he doesn't probably know. I mean, he's definitely not somebody I would be interested in it, but I think in his defense, I kind of understand why he's thinking the way that he is by her behavior. I don't know. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really astute comment, Brie, about, about it being so reflective. I mean, I mentioned last episode, I am not a Richard fan, Uh, but I'm a Samantha fan. (laughs) She's so lovable. But yeah, I think that um, it's interesting and makes me think about her attachment style because I always thought that she was so avoidant, but it's like, as soon as someone is being avoidant right back to her, it seems like she's getting kind of 
anxious and needy. So I would just love to do a deep dive um, for my armchair psychologist <laughs> yeah. perspective and just get to know more about Samantha, how she became the way that she is. Yeah. 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 Cause I don't think it's very healthy to always keep all of your romantic partners at arm's length. It just doesn't seem like that is a mentally very healthy space to be in uh, that she is most of the time. Yeah, especially because I think what's extra troubling about it is if monogamy really isn't for you, that's okay. Just as long as you're ethically non-monogamous, but also I think most people want to, um, I know people that are not monogamous that are still really good friends with, with the people that they're lovers with, or that like, mm-hmm. so I just, it's, it is so sad because it's so transactional for Samantha. Yeah. She doesn't even want to be with the same person twice usually. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Miranda is worried about uh, being with a partner as uh, she's pregnant and uh, the whole thing was really, where do you think the dimples come from? We laugh. <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> um, but this guy, Walker Lewis, I thought he was pretty dreamy. He was handsome. handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is Robert John Burke. And he is still to this day working actor. He's on um, Law and Order SVU. A bunch of episodes um he's on let's see here person of interest army wives gossip girl rescue me so yeah he's he's keeping busy yeah keeping busy these um, actors tend to do pretty well rachel i've always been impressed when you look them up like all the ones were like oh they were good and it's like oh they're still working yeah they yeah <laughs> Yes. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, they, they had a, um, remember we even got Jim Gaffigan the other day. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> a fun surprise. Yeah. And so Carrie and Aiden get in a fight. Um, she loses it when Pete eats her shoe. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he is very brave when he says we can make room if we clean your closet. <laughs> <laughs> the look of disdain that she gives him <laughs> but again you made a, like such a good point like there's an entirely empty apartment next door even if you don't put it on the floor per se like i'm sure it has closet space right yeah i mean it doesn't make any sense even if you put it in the kitchen or whatever no one's living there who yes. cares <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess at this point, Mrs. Cohen hadn't left the apartment yet mm-hmm. at this very beginning of the episode, but, um, that was, I thought absolutely hilarious. Mrs. Cohen and yeah. her like tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Tell your boy, I'm not leaving for 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, good. Oh, I love her. <laughs> she was so funny. That's, uh, Francine Beers is her name. She was really funny. It reminded me of, uh, in the Sing movies, uh, the, um, uh, I think she's an alligator, the, the like the secretary in the Sing movies. Yeah. Yeah. We got to close down the play. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. And then Carrie's know. like, she couldn't move any slower. And the camera yeah. just pans to her, like taking these small steps. <laughs> Like it would seriously take her the whole day to walk a block. Right. It was so funny. <laughs> but uh-huh. I think, um, I think that 
I think when you like watch, this was my second time watching that episode. And I was like, okay, I didn't really pick up on a lot of things. The first watch, I feel like the boxes and that whole argument, and then literally the empty apartment next door really kind of begins to show you like, Carrie doesn't really want this, you know, like when you think of renovation, you want to like fix something and make it new and beautiful. And she like, like you said, there's an empty apartment next door where he could put his stuff. But when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, she does not want all of this. And this all feels very kind of symbolic of like boxes everywhere. She's uncomfortable, like, and then empty space next door where it could all go to just make things easier. And yeah, just, it feels like I have this good guy, but like, I don't know if I want this. Which you got to feel for Aiden because he had, he had moved on and she comes back and says, I want to, I love you. I want to be together. And, and then she's doing this like mere months later. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, is it for Carrie? Like, I don't want his lasting image of me to be like, I was a horrible person. And so I have to come back and give it another shot. Ooh, actually, I think that's a really good point, Brie, because think about with Natasha, how even someone who wasn't her lover, wasn't even a friend of hers, was not even really an acquaintance. She mm-hmm. needs Natasha to like think that she's a good person or not a bad person. Yeah. So that's a really good point that there could be more to, that could be more the case than her actually wanting to have a real relationship with them again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. She's I mean, so she complex. is kind of narcissistic like that. So, I mean, I guess she just, I don't know what she wants. I guess she wants committed it's almost like she wants to be engaged and like never get married i just think she wants big (laughs) (laughs) i think she knows if i marry this guy that is it for being big Mm -hmm. that's how that's that's why i feel like aiden really didn't stand a chance yeah so then we have trey and charlotte uh, well, I, we also have that, uh, Carrie goes to work at Starbucks and, uh, and she says how many at Starbucks were mid fight like myself. (laughs) I don't drink coffee. So I haven't spent that much time at Starbucks, but, uh, have either of you, uh, mid fight at Starbucks? No, (laughs) Um, not mid fight, but as someone who has done a lot of random jobs all around New York, like, oh, I'm babysitting and then have to go to rehearsal and then personal assisting and then doing this, I would always need some place to go in between. So mm-hmm. yeah, Starbucks became my, my Your go-to. always a place I could just duck into and get uh, like an ice water and one of their um, protein boxes and just... <laughs> <laughs> I love that New York energy. I love it. <laughs> so we don't need to warn Alex that if you're at Starbucks, it's <laughs> uh-huh. really, that, that I just like, if I want alone time, we live in a one bedroom. I just like go in the bathroom. For, like, hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I was serving my mission for my church, we, uh, you got assigned a companion and some of the assignments are 
better than others. Yeah. Some of them are more better fits than others. And yeah, the bathroom became a very welcome place. <laughs> she just needed a break. Uh, they, so I get do, that. Do they do, sorry, I know this is a quick aside, but do they, do they like do surveys or try and put you with people that they think would be a good fit? No, no, okay. no. I mean, they oh, just gosh. pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said many times before, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God's like, I'm going to give you an extra little test. Right. (laughs) And I'm not saying I wasn't going to dream because I wasn't, but, uh, but anyway, it was challenging sometimes being, sometimes people, I've heard people say that, oh, I'd way rather live with a woman than live with a man. And I can quickly state that it is not necessarily better. The truth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I had many wonderful experiences as well, but you just need a break sometimes from people. Miranda watches infomercials and <laughs> and uh, uh, puts on the the mask for her nails, uh, and uh, that was funny. I I have I have watched more. I would say more my guilty pleasure than infomercials is more like QVC. Mm. I've rarely ordered anything, but I have to say the few things I have ordered on QVC have been super quality and really great. Yeah, I've had great experiences. I got this little like um turntable thing for my makeup. Okay. And uh, I got I liked it so much I bought a second one. So I have two in my bathroom. I, QVC. <laughs> I think that was my fear. My mom would always be like, You should order from QVC. And I'm like, what if it's bad quality? No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but now I, I know. I'm pretty picky about I mean, I literally have only ordered like two, three things uh, from QVC in my life. Um, uh, but I have had good experiences with it. With particularly that makeup thing it was really nice uh, and uh i think they are pretty picky about what they put out there uh the um at qvc but i don't know are you have you have either of you ever bought anything from an infomercial no. I, I did the candace cameron bray dr lancer skin set from qvc <laughs> oh great Ooh, and now that was what about you Bree? No, I was always really close back in the days of CDs. They would do like these like five minute long, oh, buy this whole collection of Motown. And I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. that sounds so good. And then I would just like go to the CD store, the local CD store, and they'd have it. And I'm like, I'll just get it from here. <laughs> I never remember those. I remember those. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch a really good show that just came out this year, it's called, uh, it's on um, the... Um, show i think showtime it's called i uh, love that for you with vanessa bear and she plays this woman who her she was uh, in the hospital a lot as a kid uh she had cancer and uh she as a kid a leukemia and uh she just really became a fan of qvc this qvc <laughs> fake show whatever and uh, of home shopping and so that was her dream so she gets this job in working in the home shopping place and uh, station and she's amazing at it and perfect and you would totally buy anything from her and she, they're gonna fire her on her first date because she kind of messes up a little bit so she tells them that she has cancer and they're oh, all God. like oh, we can't fire somebody who has cancer and so <laughs> she starts with this lie and it was so good uh, molly shannon's in it she's like the queen lady of the uh shopping um network and um, 
And obviously this lie just starts to kind of get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, it, it's, I, I said in my review, I thought it was the Ted Lasso of home shopping oh, shows. Wow. <laughs> it's so warm hearted and sweet and <laughs> really good. It does have, it's not Hallmark friendly. It's got some profanity and things like that. But um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. So cheap, a little plug there. I love that Miranda's the one that loves infomercials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that is funny. Some of them, you're just like, who even thought of this? Yeah. <laughs> like who came up with the idea of the talking fish? <laughs> That's just crazy. <laughs> My aunt ordered one of those. The, the one that sings. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So anyway, Trey buys Charlotte a cardboard baby as a joke and she says they sold it in the novelty store and she is super offended by this and doesn't think it's funny because uh, she's grieving not having a baby and i don't know what do you think about that Jax? did she overreact i think what it really illuminates is that they are just completely on different pages i think that I understand why it's so sensitive for Charlotte, but it's a different situation for Trey. And I think if he had a different partner, he could have brought that home and been like, oh my gosh, babe, this is hilarious. Thank you. And also Trey, if Charlotte had a different partner, she would have someone who was willing to discuss it openly with her and, and, you know, be really sensitive to all of her needs and wants. So I think it's just, it just is like, oh, these two are not a match, even though they seem perfect on paper. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Why do you think they got it so wrong, Trey and Charlotte, uh, Brie? What do you think? Because uh, they were in love at the very beginning, it seemed like. I don't know. Charlotte just has this 1950s housewife, homemaker image that she really wants for her life, which I mean, kudos to her. If that's what you want, then great. And Trey comes along and it looks like that's within her reach. Mm-hmm. And, but then this in, infertility is, is make or break for any relationship. You know, mm -hmm. you have some relationships where the man, especially just gets to this point where it's like, I don't want to see you keep putting yourself through this. But as a woman, it's like, I don't know, almost programmed, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what I want for my life. So I think like Jack said, like, it just, it was the deal breaker. It was the thing that you know, they both had to realize like, we are never going to be on the same page on this topic. Like Trey's ready to move on. Hey, I still love you. You can't get pregnant. I'm fine. But Charlotte really wants that. So 
it's time to just cut ways weird for trey is that charlotte on the one hand yes wants that 1950s marriage but then she's also like fairly um progressive in wanting a active sexual relationship and not wanting that kind of you know like the 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 uh, 1950s the beds are separated kind of a thing like that you have and so on one hand she's very traditional on one hand she isn't and balancing that and would kind of i think lead to failed jokes like this you know like trying to i mean he tries to get her the tickets for the producers he tries to cheer her up in different ways and uh and so that mixture of the of the different sides of charlotte i think might be kind of confusing for for someone like trey yeah i agree you know <laughs> when she says um like as a little girl i would wear my mom's pearls and read that magazine you know and then at the end he still shows up i'm like because he knows it's all about the image for charlotte yeah which is 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 frustrating um uh, we have Richard and Samantha having sexy swimming behavior. <laughs> and then he asks her to dance with him. And that was very, I thought, sweet. That was probably peak Richard. It was a yeah. nice moment. It was nice, but it was awkward because Samantha <laughs> was like, oh, let me put my hand down here. And he's like, let me move it up here. Like, <laughs> it was a little awkward for Samantha. Well, he says, I'm your boss. It's an order. So he does seem to kind of get it. But Mm -hmm. then like later on in in the third episode we'll talk about, he seems to not totally get it and think that, oh, it's just transactional. I don't know. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. I think I'm so blinded by the fact that I just really don't care for Richard, that <laughs> everything he does, I'm like, Bleh, move on. Like, it's just so, it, I feel like he's got a lot of the qualities that Big has that I don't like, but none of the redeeming qualities that make me be like, um, darn, Big is really charismatic. You know, yeah. and Richard doesn't have that for me. He doesn't have that hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is he's played by James Ramar, who is also a working actor. He's on uh, Black Lightning, Magnum PI, um, NCIS, Los Angeles. Uh, so he's getting busy. Yeah. <laughs> State of affairs. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it would be hard to be in a relationship with Samantha. <laughs> I mean, there are no relationships. I don't know what it, you just feel like you're throwing stuff at the wall, hoping something to like it. I, I mean, she doesn't like a relationship where they talk too much because she just had that in Maria, but she doesn't want this one with Richard. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. Yeah. I did laugh when Carrie, the ultimate, the ultimate for Carrie seems to be the fact that Aiden bought a plant, brought a plant into the house. <laughs> everything dies that comes in her house (laughs) (laughs) and i have to i have to just show you all this i have successfully oh hello yes this plant alive congratulations barely (laughs) it's hanging on but i have the biggest black thumb there is known to man i mean i'm i'm so happy that it has like sprouted new see on top very exciting to me. That was good. 
I think that's going to stick around for a while. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> My dream is that it'll still be around next to Christmas, this next Christmas. That would be like an amazing I think it goal. Will. Yeah, it will. <laughs> but I am not good with plants. Um, I liked the fashion in this episode with Carrie with this um, uh, top with blue top. It was like a turquoise blue that I liked with this heart, big heart necklace. I love long necklaces. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. And, and then Miranda had on this uh, jean skirt, shirt skirt. I mean, uh, dress. Um, Miranda had on this jean shirt dress <laughs> uh, with this buckle, uh, this brass kind of buckle. I thought it looked really good on her. So that was a good moment. But then Carrie is also just like, so it seems so upset to me about the fact that Aiden has Rogaine. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> also like, yay, great. He's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> So she says to Aiden that she needs one hour. But the thing about this that's confusing to me is doesn't Carrie work from home? Yeah, technically. They were acting like, oh, she comes home from the office every day and then needs an hour break. I thought that she worked from home. Yeah, I think it's just the annoyance of like, I'm so used to living by myself. And I think she even says like, I've never lived with a man before. So like, regardless of where I'm coming from now, she has to walk in and he's like, Hey, where you been? Who you talk to? what do you do? And she's just like annoyed by it. It's a, it's a new thing for her. So it, I think it was just, I need an hour. Give me an hour to come home. Don't say nothing to me. And then quickly she like crawls <laughs> yeah. on the couch with them. So <laughs> that is a demand <laughs> that only somebody without children could make. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that is a secret single behavior (laughs) yes going back to the plant i don't want anything that i have to take care of in my house like carrie just wants to be responsible for carrie i want to come home i don't really want to talk to anybody (laughs) like let me decompress (laughs) well and brie that's a good point because carrie does just want to be responsible for carrie and it's like she doesn't even really have room to really let a true partner in and i'm not saying it's not okay to take some time for yourself when you get home and i'm i'm very outgoing but i'm very introverted to recharge so like i need a lot of alone time and quiet time and i think it's great to communicate that to your partner but it's like oh maybe just enjoy this little space of time when he's first moved in and then you can work out all those kinks. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel a little hopeful, even though I know we can't be when she does, like you said, get on the couch with him. And she says that line about how, you know, once we, that's the thing about needs, like once they're met, we don't need them anymore. And then you see them like cuddling together. And I thought, Oh darn, (laughs) this isn't going to go well, but it makes me happy now. It yeah, just it makes you think, of, think those of those rom-coms where Aiden is the obvious choice. Like he is yeah. the person she should be with. But in the back of your mind, you know, there's two seasons left. <laughs> Aiden's not going to stick around very long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, Brie, what would you give this episode one to 10? I'd say a seven. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I would say... Um, maybe like a 7.5. I think the secret single behavior to me is pretty iconic and fun, but um, there is a lot of the heavier stuff going on here, which, you know, pulls it down for me a little. You give it uh, seven cardboard babies. 
<laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Poor Trey. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years, each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques. Including special episodes in our side series that twist the format, we've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. So the next up is called All That Glitters, and basically this is Carrie going to clubbing a lot here. And she meets her new gay friend, Spencer, Oliver Spencer, uh, and Stanford is very jealous. <laughs> I love Stanford. Like oh, Stanford so deserved, too. he deserved so much better yeah. <laughs> than what he got in this show. <laughs> I agree. And especially in just like that, which was a tough situation because he passed away, but it was such a bummer that they kind of. I just wish they had had an actual funeral and an actual, like him just leaving to Japan was not my favorite choice. That was a bummer. But anyway, so we have uh, that, uh, that she says on any given night in New York, there's a million things to do. Uh, but one of the worst things is to trying to pick which one to do. And as our resident New Yorker, uh, you, you agree with that, Jax? Um, I, I love New York and I love going out and I love staying in. Like, I don't really get FOMO, but uh, I, I think Carrie is interesting because I think she's someone who definitely does get FOMO. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to watch that because she was like, what's next? Where are we going next? What's happening? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I think also as somebody who works from home, like sometimes you need to leave the house and that was hard about the pandemic. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm stuck in this house uh, that, uh, that you want to go and do stuff. And, and it, it's an interesting thing that ever, since I started my goal of going to the theater uh, a lot is that once you just have it kind of scheduled in, it's amazing how much you can actually do. There's so much of your time that you spend just kind of not doing anything productive or really that like edifying. And sometimes you need the break and I get that, but, but um, I don't know. I just think once you actually sort of start scheduling in time, you can, you can do a lot more than you think you can. Yeah. I think, um, I can't remember what exactly Oliver said, but when she meets Oliver, he says something along the lines of like, you're basically like you're this dating columnist. And I, when I watched it again, again, watching it for the second time, I was like, to me, that's why she had to be out and about, you know, she's oh, yeah, that's true. like this voice that like New York survival guide, basically. So to me, it's like, she has kind of chosen this lifestyle because it complements her work life so well and of course Aiden is just like I want to order in a bucket of KFC like he's ready to just chill at home but like Mm -hmm. that's not really Carrie's thing so I don't know I think that's 
I think that's it. I, I would think eventually that would get tiring, but also like if it helps you make money, I can understand why you're constantly on the go. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and she goes to this gay club called trade and the key. <laughs> yeah, the key. That's right. And uh, they, they make a joke that I'm sure they, that they don't have a ladies room at the, at the trade because it's a gay nightclub, but I'm sure by law, they have to have it. They have to have a ladies room. You know, there were some, there was some problematic elements. <laughs> I was like, really? When you walk in, she's not the only woman there and there's no girl's right. bathroom. Like, come on. <laughs> also like, I know this was a different time. And like, yes, a lot of gay bars are, some are predominantly men, some predominantly predominantly women but like I think that I mean especially now like with lots of people who are non-binary or you can use I, I guess I just I was just like I've never been to a gay bar where they're like there was only men or only women you know what I mean yeah. like so yeah I, I was like come on now I'm pretty sure that it's like a law I think you have to have both <laughs> everybody should be able to use the restroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Samantha's just like, just checking out the scene guys. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which is like really creepy actually, when you think about it, like it's uh, uncomfortable, but you know, there's a different time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, it is because it's not like they're strippers and that's what they're there for. (laughs) Right. Just trying to go potty. Like, like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for them. They did not subject themselves to be looked at like that right uncomfortable. well yes. and honestly I don't know how men do that like I need my stall like I don't know how men do that well do you I ever really even don't. get pee shy in your own stall like sometimes if I hear someone I'm like oh, I can't go <laughs> yeah I mean, I'll just wait for this person men to leave I couldn't I couldn't do that um but yeah, I mean, since she also puts her wedding ring on the on necklace and I don't know, she wants to kind of forget that she's engaged. Um, I did think that that Oliver Spencer was pretty flirty with her for a gay guy. I don't know. Like if I had known that if I didn't know that it was a gay club, I would have thought he was interested in her. I was waiting for the reveal that he was bi or yes. gay at all. Um, I thought he was very flirty. And like, I'm friends with a lot of gay men. And there's a difference in the kind of like flirty banter. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that it was strange too, that he was like so upset when she was leaving the club. It, it was, yeah, I, I thought there was something about that that wasn't quite hitting for me. And, and Stanford's odd too. He was like, are you hooking up with that guy? You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. And uh, Oliver is played by Murray Bartlett, another working actor. He's in uh, The Last of Us. He was in Physical, The White Lotus, Iron Fist, Nashville. Keep him busy. Keep him busy. (laughs) So, um, but Carrie is most excited when she finds out he's a shoe distributor. (laughs) Yeah. the only thing I, of course, I don't care. I like myself with a bucket of chicken. The only thing I didn't like about that with Aiden was that he ate it on the bed. Gross. <laughs> don't do that. 
don't eat them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's disgusting. That's not some of my secret single behavior. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just personal preferences here. We don't eat chicken in the bed, okay? Exactly. <laughs> don't eat anything that would get crumbs of any kind on the right. bed. I hate that. It's the worst. Just don't eat on the bed. Uh, so then we have Samantha getting a little ecstasy and <laughs> she tells Richard, I'm in love with you. And then he falls asleep. Yeah. He doesn't so, say it back. No, he does not. And he pretends like he didn't even hear it. So that is an interesting situation for Samantha. Uh, then, yeah, Stanford was great in this episode. You went to shirtless heaven without me. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that club in the church, in a church. Remember that, Jax, that they went oh, to? Yeah. yeah, that's really funny. Uh, so uh then they say that gay boyfriends are the loophole of monogamy and i don't know i feel like that whole sort of gay bff is kind of a cliche from the 90s that hopefully we've i mean that in the sense of obviously you can have friends that are gay you should but in the sense of like having this person that's like there for you all the time to like gab to and is like your personal therapist that you'd see in movies and shows yeah. um that were moved hopefully beyond that almost like they're an accessory yes that's what i'm trying gross. to say yeah yeah it feels yeah. gross yeah that's how i, I feel think... that with stanford a lot of the time i'm like don't do him like that he's yeah. so great <laughs> yeah well i think that brie and rachel like i'm glad you guys brought that up because i think that is this problematic thing that we don't learn anything about the gay bff life they're just there to support you know the leading lady and it's yeah. like they're not talking the leading lady isn't talking to them about their sex life or their right. romantic life or their any kind of life yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm glad that trope is kind of gone yeah i'm like where's my gay bff that's there for my ever every whim <laughs> talk about all my problems with. just swoops in when they know i need to talk <laughs> Come on, Stanford deserve better. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Trey and Charlotte have a real separation this time. And, uh, but the home and garden people, they think that they are the perfect couple. So they're coming to uh, photograph the apartment. And, uh, and so like you said, Trey uh, shows up for the picture of the perfect What's couple. What's the guy that Charlotte's really close with that's kind of, putting all oh, Anthony like, yeah yes. oh, Anthony yeah I love Anthony though like he is what Charlotte <laughs> needs he's like tough love like he sees yeah. right through her crap <laughs> and he coordinated their wedding so um I did I, maybe just something about this color of blue that was popular during this time but I really liked uh this the best fashion to me in the episode was Samantha wearing this bright blue suit uh suit coat and top and then this yellow skirt i thought it looked really cool very good yeah that blue is amazing yeah and she had a similar color blue uh in an outfit from last uh episode that we did with an orange skirt and a blue top and uh, i don't know i, I got to get me some blue clothes like that they're very flattering you mean but, to tell me your fashion moment wasn't samantha leaving richards you know being high off of exhaling a cab <laughs> with makeup right this is pretty iconic <laughs> this is iconic samantha yeah 
Uh, all right, Jax, what would you give this episode? Um, I thought this was really well done. The, the ending also made me cry. Just looking at Charlotte's little sweet face. Um, I would give this one, I think a little higher than the last one. I'd probably give this one an eight. Yeah, I think that's fair. What do you think, Brie? Yeah, I'd say like seven, 7.5 going a little bit higher. I don't know. It's just, it's just building. It's just building. building. Okay. The last episode we're talking about is called change of address. And this uh, is, we've got Charlotte trying to move on, taking tap dancing lessons. We have the return of Susan Sharon. And uh, (laughs) we have a big moment for Carrie and Aiden, of course, we'll talk about. So (laughs) this episode, so it's interesting as I was watching it. So Susan Sharon, you remember Jax, she was in that episode where they were, they wanted her to stay with her terrible, horrible husband. Yes. Yes. It was so weird. Yes. And so she's back for this, but I didn't realize that she's actually in and just like that. We missed it. I was until I was looking up stuff for this episode that she is actually at Big's funeral. Oh, oh I like that. Yeah. And in, in just funny. like that. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was the one with the bully husband and they were like, oh, you shouldn't leave your husband. It's too hard to find another was kind of the attitude of the show. And I'm like, oh, now, okay. the, this is one of those again that we were like, whoa, did not age well. I know. Whoa. <laughs> Um, so Charlotte, uh, starts to take tap dancing lessons to try to help her to move on. Um, she has Andre DeShields as her tap dancing teacher, which if y'all know Hadestown, he is, he was, um, uh, Hades in Hadestown for a long time originated the role. So that was kind of fun to see him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so delighted. I saw one of his last performances of Hades Town, and I mean, he's almost 80 and just yeah, being amazing. He was on that, sh- he was doing that show for a long time like two, three years. He's amazing, yeah. Um, uh, and Hades Town is going on tour, so if, if I know it's coming to Utah, uh, so soon, I think. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, definitely, um look at your area i bet it's coming somewhere by you but um uh yeah so he's trying to get her to uh trying to get her to be part of the group and do this group t for two number and she flips out she says i don't want to go it alone and uh, she gets really mad uh and at, at him and yeah obviously it's not really about him it's about all the other issues yeah. Um, I think it would be incredibly hard to start to start again. Like you shouldn't do what Sharon, Susan Sharon does be <laughs> a, a terrible person, but like, it would be extremely difficult. I think to like, you think everything's done, you're finished, you're done being single, you're done dating. Uh, and I think it would be especially hard if it's somebody like Charlotte who, you know, she's in her thirties and having this, this high profile of a failure, she even quit her job for him. I don't know. I can understand why she's rage tapping. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was proud of, I mean, I was proud of her. Like, look at Charlotte, like taking the initiative to fill her time with something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, there comes a part in the class where you have to have a partner mm-hmm. and you just see her like flip out. And like you said, it's very just, she has all of this, these other things going on or whatever. And there's this part of you that's like, just dance by yourself, Charlotte, tell them you don't need a partner, but it's like, this is Charlotte York Like yeah. <laughs> to her. She needs a partner. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so Miranda goes and, and gets the ultrasound, finds out she's having a boy and Brie, as you're the only one of us that have had a child, um, could you relate to what, Miranda's kind of going through with all of this, uh, in some way, <laughs> I'm sure you no. were super excited for your older sound, but uh, Cynthia Nixon's acting in this season is just, I think some of the best, um, <laughs> it's hilarious. She's like, the nurse is like, are you happy? It's a boy. And she's like, you know, puts on that fake smile. So I think most women go in there a little bit excited. Um, but yeah, Miranda was not, <laughs> she was not, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes with certain women, it takes a little bit of time to feel the bond with your child. I've heard that from people that it, sometimes it is this just magical moment that you've, you know, you, you flood, you still, I think love the child, but I think I've heard from some women that it takes sometimes just a a little bit of getting to know them before you have that like deep spiritual experience. Yeah. I really like that Miranda is the one that does get pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, it just, I don't know her not being excited, I think just goes to show the different ways that motherhood affects everyone. Not everybody is excited. You know, it does take some growing into. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was funny moments, but I also thought like, wow, this is pretty powerful because she is a businesswoman. She's a career woman. She likes to hang out with a friend. She loves to come home and watch infomercials. This is a big change for her and not one that she necessarily wanted. So yeah, I thought it was, I loved that story yeah. for her. And we haven't seen Magda for a long time. So that was kind of funny to yeah. see her back. <laughs> She's excited. Yeah, she is very excited. <laughs> she was talking about a boy being the greatest blessing. And oh yeah. my God. Magda, she's just lovely. And that's another wonderful actor from this show that we lost recently. And she was just mm, so great. Yeah. So Carrie was wearing one of the weirdest outfits I've ever seen on this show. It says a lot <laughs> for what we've seen Carrie yeah, in. Yeah. So she has this pink shirt top. And then she has it tied up. So the midriff showing. Uh, and then she has a belt on her stomach. I thought it was so weird. Weird, yeah. I'm like, is that something a fad I just didn't know about? Because <laughs> why do you have a belt on your stomach? It looks so strange. And a green skirt. <clears throat> but I did like Samantha's dress a lot. Uh, she has a silver dress with like a leopard, a pink, black leopard print, and one shoulder. It looked really good on her, I thought. But, uh, but yeah, that belt was so I weird stop looking at it I was like I don't know what's happening but I'm so intrigued and I didn't get anything answered by the more I looked at it the more confused I became yeah. and she had her hair up in a in a loose bun but then she had this very strange headpiece on like a bird 
Yeah, it was like thistles or something. I don't know. It was just a weird outfit. There <laughs> are the occasions. She could have been good for like a ghost of Christmas past or future or present in Christmas Carol. That would have worked. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> I mean, and you're supposed to think that the bridal dresses are the ugliest thing in this episode. And I'm like, no, it was the weird. (laughs) (laughs) But they go try on these wedding dresses and they cause Carrie to have a full on rash all over her body. Um, And obviously it's like psychosomatic. Uh, It's not just, um, it's not just uh, the dress, but, <laughs> but I, I understand Aiden here. He wants to go to Hawaii and just get married and, you know, no, Rachel, she... Rachel, he wants to get Maui. Maui. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden, so cheesy and I love him. <laughs> well, especially at the end when she's literally in a white dress. They it, both it, look like they're about to go get married. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I understand that because my personality, I just want to get things done. I am, I, even if I know I could, could technically take more time, I usually don't like, and when I went to college, I finished in three years because I just, I already had, I had already done a year of, uh, uh, for my senior of high school, I did a year of community college. Um, but nevertheless, I, I finished, I went all through, I, through the summers, I just everything, because I know that's just the way my brain works is like, you got to get it done. Plus the fact that my brother had like squandered his opportunity going to all these different colleges. He was constantly transferring his credits and needing new requirements for each college. And, and he, I mean, he had done enough classes to pass to, he should have graduated, but because he went to like six different colleges, he didn't have enough for any one college. And, uh, and so he never ended up graduating from college. And so my, my, as most of the things with me and my brother, I did the exact opposite. Like I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. I've yeah. got my degree. Well, I mean, and, I think Aiden, like, I don't doubt that he wanted to marry Carrie, but it also felt very competitive. Like I need to prove to this big guy, if he ever pops back in the picture that like, I'm the one you chose because now you're married to me. So when he's kind of pushing her, it feels a little very dude bro competition to me. Yeah, well, that's true. And she even says like, why do you need to trust me? And and then she kind of looks at herself like, oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he knows that she's not as invested. So that's part of the reason why he's pushing, but also I think it's his personality. He just wants to get it done. Like me, I would be the same. I don't, if I ever get engaged, it won't be long. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Get it done. Like how long till we can get the marriage license? Yeah. Yeah. expect invitations quickly <laughs> I mean when he's like he's like so you need time do you want to wait to the end of the year and she says which year I was like okay Aiden ding we're gonna be waiting for a long time and there's nothing wrong with that obviously but it certainly you need to be on the same page with your partner about it yeah that's the yeah. problem so uh, we, we have Richard. He is, uh, he's with Judith McVeigh at the party. 
Um, he's with Baby BB London in the paper, and there's this guy JJ who's all the gossip. And I thought that was kind of funny, JJ. <laughs> can't keep it up in the bathroom. No, we JJ. can't. <laughs> uh, and so Charlotte, I mean, um, Samantha's obviously way more invested in this relationship than he is. Yeah. And uh, then, and it's interesting because it's almost like the exact, it's almost like Samantha and, uh, and Carrie are, they, that it's just interesting because Carrie has the partner who wants to be more invested and now Samantha wants to be more invested and usually it's, it's the flip. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting situation. Um, and Richard says, we're not the monotonous, t- uh, the monotonous type. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, that millions of people suffer from monogamy. And, uh, so yeah. And she, again, he thinks that she's on the same page, but obviously she's not. Uh, and, and then we have Charlotte l- losing it to, to Andre Shields. <laughs> I'm like, I wish he could be my top teacher. <laughs> oh, I know me too. Uh, my, it kind of reminds me my grandma who was, my one of my favorite people in the world uh she loved any kind of tap dancing kind of thing like it was her favorite and and so her and my aunt one year like signed up for tap dancing lessons and my cute little grandma took tap dancing lessons which i think is so fun (laughs) that's adorable yeah yeah but they do say there are still certain life targets you are supposed to hit uh do we want these things or are we just programmed to want these things? And I, as a single woman, I definitely have felt that. I mean, especially in the world of my religion and in my community, I mean, it is definitely expected that you're, you know, married and have kids. Uh, and that's, I mean, who knows if I'll ever get married, but the kids part is probably not happening at <laughs> 41 <laughs> and unmarried. So, you know, that is something that is, challenging and i still think even outside of conservative environments that's still expected yeah yeah so there we go that is this episode uh what would you give this one Jax? oh well i thought it was <sighs> oh yeah and then obviously and then aiden and carrie break up i forgot to say that yeah there's a break <laughs> so sad well, we were foreshadowing it the whole yeah. time. Yeah. No. And Miranda um, fills the baby kick. Oh yeah, that was cute. That was good. And then she finally fills it, the connection. Yeah. yeah. I I think that that scene where Carrie, the very final scene where Carrie goes into the other apartment and like crawls down next to Aiden and said the next day he moved out. I had, I guess I had forgotten that that was the episode because it like kind of like knocked the wind out of me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so, it was such a tender, sweet moment to end that on rather than some sort of like explosive fight. Um, I think I would also give this one an eight. I don't remember what's coming next, but I hope I'm well, not Brady mad. Brady was coming next. It was coming soon in, in our next episode of Recap. Well, I like him, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's to annoy me because she's on my final nerve these days. Yeah. <laughs> Brie, what about you? What would you give it? This one's a nine for me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I love this episode. Yeah. It's a pretty good one, except for that terrible belt. Uh, <laughs> I give it. And the rash. <laughs> oh, yeah. I give it eight. I'm going to give it 8.5. I got 8.5. All right. Very good. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much, Brie, for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yes. So tell everybody where they can find you. I am on Instagram at Brie.unabashedly and I co host the Categorically Romance podcast. Great. And Jax, what about you? At Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to so check that out. Also, make sure you're following us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. And I try to post anytime I see anything on Sex in the City or in Just Like That, I try to post it on that Twitter. So you definitely want to be following it. And also follow Hallmarkies Podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod, and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store and we have City Girls Pod merch. So definitely take a look at that. You'll love it. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.